Good night, good night, good night, everyone. How are you guys doing tonight? Welcome to Crypto and Cognac. You could call me Illuminati. I am your crypto and cognac advocate for all things cognac related, all things crypto related. We have a really, really exciting show on tonight. Tonight we're going to be talking a bit about onboarding and offboarding in the crypto space. And of course, before you onboard, before you offboard, you have to get involved. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that as well. Just want to remind you guys before we start that nothing that we discuss here this evening should be taken as financial advice. Everything we discuss is only for information, education, and conversation as usual. Uh, my guest tonight is Jarion Paul. He is the co-founder co of Sell Your Stuff TT, a guy who has been involved in the crypto space in the region for a long time. And he's going to share some of his learning, some of his knowledge with us um, tonight. As always, I am drinking cognac. Tonight I'm having some Martel VS. Don't worry, the bottle is kind of empty, but we have some backup here just in case the conversation gets really good. Um, just to touch a little bit on the Martel VS. So Martel is actually one of the oldest of the great cognac houses in the world. They have been around, you know, over 300 years and the VS is their single distillery um, option. Single distillery meaning that they would have, the Odevi that they would have been used to create the cognac would have been taken from only one distillery. Usually, cognacs are used, are made up of different blends of ODVs that are taken from different points during history, and um, they could come from all different distilleries. But they chose to you know, use the single distillery option. They say it's to intensify the flavor profile. So, I mean, you guys could check it out and figure that out for yourself. Uh, again, VS, you can't carry the label of VS unless the order V is used for your cognac is at least two years old. And if you're interested in that and you're looking to get some Martel, it's distributed by Massey Distribution and it should be available at you know all the major um, supermarkets. So again, to my guest tonight, Mr. Jarion Paul, he's going to join with me. Jarian, what's up, my brother? Yo. You hear me? I'm hearing you loud and clear. Are you hearing me? Yeah, I hear you good. Okay. Let me connect some, some headphones here. All right, all right. No problem. All right, one sec. So, yeah, guys, um, as we go through the conversation, feel free to, you know, drop your questions. Um, a little later in the show, we're going to open up the lines for one or two people to call in and, you know, maybe ask specific questions of myself or Jarian. But until then, um, we're going to touch base with Jarian. So Jarian, what's up, buddy? You hear me better? Yeah, I hear you good now. You hear me? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, good, good. Um, are you drinking anything tonight? Are you having some cognac with me tonight? <laughs> I have my um, honey right here. Good stuff, you know? good stuff. 
I mean, got this, got this. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say I got this. I got this, honey, from Al Illuminati here today. <laughs> um, he dropped it off for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah, in a while, you know, but we're gonna have some tonight. Yeah, we we want to make sure you speak the truth about crypto. You know, they say, <laughs> they say, honey, it's truth serum. <laughs> well, I only have to talk the truth, you know, so. <laughs> All right, so I'll give you a chance to pour your drink and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. then you can tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, how long you've All been right, in cool. the crypto space. Um, I would love okay, to hear, okay. hear a little bit about Sell Your Stuff TT. Um, how right. that got started, and then we'll jump into the conversation. Uh, that's a big class. Sound real good. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I could get started. Um, my, well, my name is Jarian Paul. I am um, really an entrepreneur, and among other things, but I, I've always had like a, a love for business, and I've been very interested in business and for anybody who knows me from when I was much younger to now um, started something called sell your stuff back when I was in secondary school I was really just trying to sell stuff in school myself I was selling stuff to like my friends and stuff in my class and I had a cousin who made a, had a Facebook group called promote your stuff and I used to go on that group and try to sell stuff like all the time and then eventually I was like I wish I could have a group called sell your stuff and then I was like let me just make that made that people from my like class joined, my form joined, eventually my school, other schools, they kind of spread around. And then um, at its peak, more than 100,000 local people were on selling stuff, using it to buy and sell every day. Yeah, boy, it was, it was a, whole, a, whole, a whole journey. I used to be just there, like managing the Facebook group, you know, adding people every day, removing people, making sure people who were in the group were from Trinidad and Tobago right. as well, doing a lot of like quality control on the group, basically. Right. Um, and yeah, lots of people, lots of people got started selling stuff. Um, I remember I would like jump into taxis and stuff and I would hear people in the taxis talking about sell your stuff. And I would be like, damn, like I'll just be in the backseat, like, <laughs> like what's going on, you know? So that, that basically was like the start to sell your stuff. And like, um, yeah, it just kind of grew from that Facebook group into what it is today. Um, we always, I kind of always knew like, it wasn't going to be enough as a Facebook group. There were just so many limitations because we were just on Facebook's platform. Um, we kind of knew we had to create our own like website platform. And then two years ago, kind of bounced up a, a guy who kind of pulled me square and he was like, what are you really trying to do with your life? Like, what are you really trying to, like, what are you really trying to do? You know, I told him about selling stuff at that point. And then it's just been a big journey since then. Like we started and sell your stuff, but this time as our own platform, um, found great team members along the way who basically make the whole thing possible, like my co-founder, Joshua Alam, and then other team members, Jordi O'Brien and Jemuel Romeo. Between the four of us, we are like operating, selling stuff right now. And at this point, like you could, anybody entering on today, you could actually sell something on sell your stuff. When it's sold, the person pays online. So they pay with like a credit card. We recently added bank transfers this week. You could pay for it online, and then you could actually get the product delivered to your door. All that happens on sell your stuff. Any product you see there, you could actually get that delivered to your door. Um, and so we just kind of build in, build in, build in small things. We're moving very, very quiet about the whole thing. But um, that's happening now. So let me ask a question. Is this, is this only for like new items or if you have something that you want to um, like resell, you could sell it on sell your stuff? What is it? Is it, is it for anyone or is it just for like resellers? What is it for? 
I'm guessing you didn't you didn't hear me there. All right, I see Jarian having um a little bit of technical difficulties. So in the in the meantime, um, I'm gonna answer some questions until he gets reconnected with us. I see daughter asking, what is crypto? So crypto is basically um, a shortened word for cryptocurrency, which is re really a form of currency that is that uses blockchain technology and cryptography, which is um, basically mathematical calculations to derive its functionality is, is the word that I would use. Um, but cryptocurrencies are usually attached to particular either blockchains or particular crypto projects, and they help you to ascribe some value to the project, as the case may be. Yeah, okay, I see Jarian. Jarian is back with us. Let me just add him back there. Anybody else with any questions, feel free to you know, either type it in the comments or you could use the um, question feed. Jarian. Yeah, boy, sorry about that. Some technical difficulties, no problem. Man. Yeah, yeah, kind of dropped off there. Um, yeah, you were asking, like, what kind of stuff could you sell on sell yourself? Like, if it's new yeah. stuff, used stuff. Well, yeah. boy, you could actually sell any any kind of stuff once it's legal. That's our, like, whole thing. <laughs> it's like, if it's new new stuff, used stuff, digital assets, I've seen a question there. You can't, we don't really have support for digital assets. And, like, you could, what you'd be kind of built it for so far is that you could add physical products, things that need to be delivered, basically. Right. We don't really have explicit support for services and stuff yet, but right. all that is sort of in the plan. It's like our mission is make it possible to sell anything online within and beyond Trinidad and Tobago. So once you have something to sell and you are in Trinidad and Tobago, you should be able to sell that to anyone in Trinidad and Tobago or anyone anywhere in the world at some point. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm here for the ride. I'm hoping to see, you know, cellular <laughs> stuff, you know, compete with the... Amazon and Alibaba's of the world. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All of us. <laughs> I mean, so you mentioned you mentioned that you currently allow um, credit card payments, and as of this week, you guys do bank transfers as well. Um, yeah, exactly. You, you know, we hear we talk in crypto and cognac. Any, of any plans? Any plans to accept crypto in the near future? Why? I'll have to say yes. You know, I'll have to say yes. At some point, we would like to. To have cryptocurrency be a, a means of purchase on the site as well um that will take that will definitely take some work in terms of getting that integrated into the platform and combining yeah. software development and blockchain development bringing those two worlds together you know and then at the same time like appreciating we live in trinidad and tobago and people want to sort of like have an aversion to technology new things trying new things people have this aversion you know, so we have to kind of make that user experience as simple, as easy as possible, you know, so it can't be too difficult for people to actually use. So, yeah. which is which is also fine because we'll, as we'll talk about later tonight as well, like crypto is, is actually progressing, it's becoming easier and easier to use. Correct. And there's a lot of good reasons for it, you know, but yeah, we definitely would like to, at some point, um, have cryptocurrency payments on the site. Um, our co-founder, Josh Alam, he actually works at OpenSea right now, the NFT nice. platform. Yeah. So he's, um, he's learning. He's learning one certain thing about, <laughs> about cryptocurrency and how it works on a platform. Well, that's great. I mean, I, 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 I saw that I see that Z Labs is in the, um, 
is in the call. So, I mean, Mark and those guys have a pretty good appreciation for that as well in terms of building the back end. Right. So, you know, right. there are opportunities to network across the, um, the community. 100%. Um, okay, so let's jump into it. You know, I think one of the questions that people always ask as it relates to, you know, cryptocurrency is like, how are we going to get involved? How are we going to get involved? And, you know, I always tell people, you know, the first question you should ask yourself is why you want to get involved, you know? And I want to, I want to take the opportunity to say that most people get involved in cryptocurrency as a form of investment. And I just want to remind people that one of the golden rules of investment is never invest more than you can afford to lose. Yeah. And I mean, I want to, I want to, kind of even, I want to even spread that out to include not just financially, but, you know, not invest more than you could afford to lose emotionally as well. Because, you know, sometimes people get in, the initial investment might be, let's just say, for example, $100, and they see uh -huh. their, their portfolio grew to $500, and then, you know, it drops back down to $200. And some people can't manage emotionally that loss from $500 to $200, even though they're still in profits. So yeah. I say, you know, <laughs> for you, for you. never invest more than you could afford to lose financially or emotionally. Fair enough. That's fair enough. I'll say that's, <laughs> that's good advice. That's good advice. That's, that's sure. a good rule. Um, so t tell, me, tell me a little bit of your advice for someone who wanted to get involved in crypto. I mean, I, I have certain things that I usually um, ask people to, to do, you know, from the very jump in terms right. of setting up, setting up um, a crypto wallet. Right. And in terms of, you know, having backups and having uh, physical backups with notebooks and that kind of thing. But you walk me through the process of, like, what you would do or what you would have wished somebody told you when you were getting involved. Yeah. Um, and my, my method, my process has kind of changed over time, you know, like, I would have started off as many people will, you know, like learning about it. If you are really interested, you will fall into it. Like you will just be living inside that crypto world for a while. Your <laughs> boss wouldn't be seeing you, like your girlfriend not seeing you. You're just like learning about crypto 24 seven, basically. Next, <laughs> thing have, next thing you know, you have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of thing can happen, boy? What kind of thing can happen? You for know, sure. so yeah, so I start off like that and when you're first learning about it, it's like, I don't know if anybody has ever seen those those videos of, like, the early internet, when the internet first came out, something, like, and you hear, like, the news reporters talking about it, and they're just, like, seeing one set of things that are just, like, you know, it doesn't even make sense. You know, it's just, like, they're trying to describe the World Wide Web, you know, it's very technical, like, okay. people are trying to wrap their minds around it, basically, you know? So I would have started up just like that as well. And um, over time, I kind of... Coming up to this point today, the best way I would say for somebody to get involved is to get your hands on some crypto, first of all. Like, that would force you through going certain steps. You know, you have to have a wallet. You have to have, like, you have to know about, like, just, like, how it works. Like, if you send it, if it's sent to the wrong address, what happens? You lose it. You know, you have to know those things. But if you could end up getting some crypto in your hands, I think that's the first step because that's just, like, you know, putting skin in the game. And you're just like, now you're watching the crypto. I find once people have crypto, they want to know, like, how I could track this, like, which charts, which app I need to download, you know, like, which charts, like, 
you know, people are not so super concerned in the beginning about like which wallet is the safest or like which blockchain is the best. You know, it's really just like, you know, like, I, is that my like that money went up just now? Like, that's my money that went up, or like we as I lose some money there. You know, like people will be more engaged because it's theirs now. You know, so that's what I would I would suggest. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, I see I see Brave Boy in the chat, and um, his story was something similar to that. One of one of our right. friends kind of set up a wallet for him, uh, you know, gifted him some crypto, and then he kind of saw the journey of it, and and you know, it took him down the rabbit hole, as I see um, yeah. Caribbean crypto tips saying. But you know, in addition to getting involved, you know, there there are some technical areas that you have to do to protect yourself. Because like I, the good thing about crypto is that, especially in the decentralized environment, is that you are your own bank. 100%. But one of the challenges of crypto as well is that you are your own bank. Yeah, we've, we've all heard the stories of, you know, who has lost a wallet with a thousand Bitcoins because, you know, they can't remember the passcode. People, yeah, and people, it's really people. over, you know, people. If, if that happens, it's really over. That money is yeah, just, gone. Just wish it well. Just wish it well. You, you, you've contributed to the ecosystem, right? You just, you just increased the value of all our Bitcoin. So, 100%. You know, I, I always tell people, you know, the first thing you should do when you're looking to set up a crypto account is to get a notebook to back up stuff. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, I would advise as well, you know, start off especially if you're going to use um, centralized exchanges that require logins with your email, get mm -hmm. a brand new email address for your crypto accounts. You know, um, I tend to recommend uh, Proton Mail because I think they have a pretty secure uh, email um, network. Do you have any recommendations for like... Um, an email server to use for your crypto that might be a little bit safer than the Hotmail account yeah. or traditional email addresses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so like my, my take on it, I think is, is, again, will be always be very different because I'm also like in the software space. I'm not a developer myself, but I understand like apps and like websites and users and people, you know, it has to be sort of usable to people. Um, so I actually think that exchanges, like centralized exchanges even, are actually becoming much and much, much better, basically, at helping users, like, access their accounts, secure their data, like, that sort of stuff. Even though, like, the core philosophy of cryptocurrency, blockchain, Bitcoin, not so much blockchain, but cryptocurrency and, and Bitcoin, at least, you know, is this idea of, like, decentralization, and you know you don't want to put your keys in the hands of somebody else yeah. like one thing i learned like learning about like software businesses is like it's always this idea of trade-offs is like we could be real secure and decentralized you know but we're also real hard to use like what's up like can you use it and Max. then it's like others is like look like you could just sign up and use it right now but like is your money gonna be there when you check back for it like so you have to kind of find like the the thing that works for you you have to know yourself as a user you have to know okay Am I moving around this money like often? Maybe a Binance account is the one for me. And it's like, I would. Am I trying to store this money for the next two years? Then maybe I'll get like a hardware wallet. Like maybe that's the best thing for me. You know, so I think it comes down to, well, what are you trying to do in this space? How you, how, what is it to you? And it's, it's a very, 
I think it's a reason I really like it a lot. It's a very, crypto is a very subjective kind of experience. It's all about you and what you want to get out of it. And I found that you could kind of get what you want to get out of it. You know, yeah, so, I, yeah. For me, for me, as I advise people who want to get involved, I think the centralized exchanges are always an easy transition point for new entrants into the market because people are, sure. used, people are used to banks, people are used to credit unions, people are already for used sure. to organizations having some level of control over you know, the protection of their finances. Um, sure. I, think, I think once you get involved in that way, then as you get deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole, you start seeing the value of you know having self custody of mm-hmm. the tokens. You start seeing the value of you know moving stuff onto hardware wallets and that kind of 100%. thing. Depending on you know the kind of volumes that you invest in, the kind of value yeah. that because I mean everything has a cost implication to it. Correct, so, and it if, is. If you, yeah, if if you only you know have a hundred dollars in a hundred US in crypto, um, it doesn't make sense paying a hundred dollars to to buy a hardware wallet to protect that hundred dollars you know so exactly. all those things exactly. are considerations yeah and then you have you have other considerations um, like you know like fees and you know if i if i put this money in this kind of wallet how much is it going to cost to move it from this wallet to that wallet yeah. you know and it's just like what if you if you need you know you needed to move it like often then maybe you use something like binance binance has this feature Correct. now which is p2p transfer so a lot of people yeah. don't know this yet, but like you could move funds from one Binance account to another Binance account instantly and for free, you know, and like, right. does that override kind of your need for security? If that's for you, then cool. You know, if not, and you are like a real secure person, you want to make sure these are your funds, banking, like your, your own bank, you know, then maybe, you know, uh, even our mobile phone wallet is pretty secure as well. Yeah. And I mean, when we talk about mobile phones and uh, even your computer, you know, we need to talk about two-factor authentication and you know pr- encrypting your information in that particular way you know making sure that you know you have a few different overriding uh security features for your different yeah. wallets you know whether it be you know a, a text to your phone an email sent or you know you're using a authentication app like you know google authenticate or you know one yep. of those so yep, you know yep. that that's definitely also uh, a consideration. But I mean, we've, we've been kind of been throwing around the term crypto exchanges. So right, give, give, give the people, that, <laughs> for, the, for those who, who now, now come in, and, you know, mm-hmm. what is a crypto exchange? All right. So a crypto exchange is basically tends to be like a website that you go on to, to change your current money into cryptocurrency or change cryptocurrency into other cryptocurrency and that's basically it all you're doing is on every exchange they kind of would be the same way it's just you have people on one side who want to buy you have people on another side who want to sell and all the exchange is doing is matching people who want to buy and sell and like yeah. if people like here went to the economics in school you'll know like demand and supply is kind of what gives you a price so that's how every cryptocurrency that we know of like comes up with a price you know, um, so is the high actions of buying and selling. So basically That's a marketplace. Yeah, a marketplace. Just Fully. The opportunity for buyers and sellers to inter- interact. Yeah, very quickly, very easily. When crypto first started, it didn't have exchanges. You know, it was very, very basic, yeah, yeah. you know. 
peer-to-peer rudimentary after meet a man in, in a park somewhere <laughs> you know like <laughs> but I mean, that gives me to him though <laughs> some of us some of us still interacting like that 100 percent, 100 percent. but let's let's touch a little bit on the difference between the key differences between you know a centralized exchange and a decentralized exchange you know we you've, you've mentioned yeah. a couple centralized exchanges like mm-hmm. um, Binance, um, a lot of people would have heard about Coinbase because of their recent IPO going on the mm-hmm. New York Stock Exchange. Um, some people, when they start, might hear of Uniswap or One Inch as in terms of decentralized exchanges. But what are some yeah. of the key the key differences? Yeah, well, I mean, I would say that a centralized exchange is much more is like much closer to like what people are accustomed to using you have an email you have a login you log in the company that runs the exchange basically has all your data in a database and so they map you to your funds and it tends to have like a better experience you know it tends to be easier to use like it tends to be because you actually have people like making it that way like these things tend to be like very heavily funded you know so like have, it's made that way on purpose because their whole goal is get many, 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 many people to use it, right? Um, a decentralized exchange, I say, would would come out of the first, like the idea of cryptocurrency in the first place. You know, like decentralization. Like, what if we could have a system of rules without rulers, basically? You know, and it's like, if we could do that, then can we apply that same concept to an exchange? So instead of Binance owning the exchange, is like is decentralized. Like, no one person owns the exchange. And it, they'll have different decentralization structures. So it could be like these 10 people own the exchange or maybe like these 50 like nodes own the exchange, just yeah. 50 different computers owned by different people. And they'll have different structures for like how everything liquidity works on the exchange. Li- liquidity is provided and, and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah, even I in terms I... of like how it changes, like how the rules of the exchange change when things are changed, how does that happen, all kind of stuff, you know, so it's just a lot more, like a lot of people think decentralized solutions are a lot more fair, you know, it's not like all this big for-profit thing, they tend to have, in some many cases, lower fees, um, tends to be a little harder to use, but in my opinion, it could also be very rewarding, because you're kind of on the cutting edge, using things like that, you get exposed to opportunities you might not otherwise get exposed to, so yeah. they're, they're good, they're definitely great. I think, I think that's a good point uh, because what, what we tend to see is that a lot of the newer tokens hit the decentralized exchange um, exchanges before they get adopted by the centralized exchanges. Um, that's true. One of, the, one of the things is that people always say like, you know, they prefer to use centralized exchanges because the per transaction fee tends to be cheaper um, mm-hmm. on a centralized exchange. Uh-huh. I think one of the points that I think people need to understand is that centralized exchanges kind of do batch transactions. So even though you like see a transaction gets put through on the exchange, that transaction is not necessarily interacting with the blockchain directly. Whereas a decentralized on decentralized exchanges, every transaction interacts directly with the block with the blockchain. Mm-hmm. So. So, and, and there, there are, you know, gas fees attached to that interaction with the blockchain. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. But I think um, some of the key things I, I found is that, you know, centralized exchanges tend to be, you know, more popular. Um, 
the control definitely is in the hand of the exchange. So, you know, if you're trying to get away from somebody having control of your money, that may not be the best option for you. Um, the fee structure, again, is set by the exchanges because, again, they have control. Um, a term that people would hear a lot as they get into the crypto market is not your... Um, not not, your, keys, not, not your, your coins. coins. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so at the end of the day, you're still stuck with the same constructs of the traditional banking sector where um, you know somebody could decide that they don't want to give you access to your funds. Like right now in Trinidad and Tobago, we have a challenge with um, foreign exchange, particularly US dollars. And even if you have a US dollar account, let's say you have $50,000 in a US dollar account, if you wanted to go access that, you may not be able to access all of it or even a significant amount of it. The bank will say, yeah, well, nah, um, come back, come back next two weeks or come back next month and, and there's nothing you could do about it because at the end yeah. of the day, you don't have control over your funds. Right, and, I, that's true, 100%. And, and, and that's a similar situation that you would find yourself faced with in decentralized exchange environment as compared yeah. to the decentralized exchange environment. Yep, that, that is true. That is true. What, I, what I'll say as well is that even like that case with the bank is definitely so. That's definitely so. I went to Scotiabank. So this is completely separate. I just kind of want to tell somebody about it. <laughs> like, I went to Scotiabank. <laughs> to, I went to Scotiabank to get 100 US to put into a Scotia account. And they were like, nah, I can't do that. They were like, I have to bring my own $100 US and I have to bring a source of funds to tell them like where <laughs> I get that $100 US. <laughs> And I say, well, <laughs> exactly where I got a hundred dollars US. Yeah? So I'm like, nah, this is real trash. So like that's, that's banking basically. But then I'll say about exchanges, you know, exchanges like Binance, for example. And I'm talking a lot about Binance, really, because Binance is one of my favorite companies. And I feel like that's the, that's the kind of benefit of like, yes, it's centralized, but like it's still kind of better than a bank because like it's, is real good, like the customer service, the experience, well, everything is kind of like, wait, this is well, way better than this other thing. So well, it's a I benefit. Would say, I would say um, Binance, which is also one of my favorite exchanges, um, Binance right. has the benefit of being run by somebody who like truly is invested in the crypto journey, you know, right. as compared to somebody who is just in it for the money. You know, CZ, right. CZ is a crypto guy at heart. He just yeah. happens to run a, a centralized exchange. And, 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 yeah. he, and he's also, you know, he also has the Binance Smart Chain and the Binance Chain, which are the decentralized, mm -hmm. you know, options to decentralized exchange. I see yeah, Paige. Definitely. I see yeah, I'm seeing some ask, questions in the, in the chat too. Yeah, I see Paige asking about names of centralized exchanges. Yeah, I could probably do those on you. You could you could give the decentralized, you know, because yeah, I yeah. know some of the decentralized, but what what I've been using more recently is more centralized exchanges. And I know we'll talk about some of that stuff a little later, but yeah. um, just some of them are Binance, um, Kraken, CoinMama. Um, this is good. Those are like the three real good ones I want to know if you're living in Trinidad and Tobago for sure. I mean, there, there, I mean, there are tons of them. There's, you know, Coinbase. There's, you know, mm -hmm. BitHub. There's OKEx. There's, okay, yes, right. 
there, you know, I mean, and, and what I would say is, you know, all centralized exchanges are not created equal. Uh, <laughs> and you know, for sure. I've, I've, been, I've been burnt with a couple um, centralized exchanges in terms of, you know, misrepresenting their yeah. liquidity on a particular token until, and you don't realize until you're ready to withdraw it back to, you know, your, your self-custody wallet when they charging you about, yeah. you know, 30% of your tokens to withdraw. Yeah, and what about um, I have a, I have a friend. I don't know if he's he's on the call or what, but his funds locked up on a, a exchange called Cryptopia right now. He can't <laughs> get it back. That's gone. <laughs> you know, so it's like all these things happen. First of all, why would you invest in a in a in an exchange called Cryptopia? I invested in too because like that's that's the thing. Now the thing, like some exchanges get the coins, other exchanges don't get, you yeah. know, and Cryptopia I mean, was a vibe at a point. <laughs> it's like twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen days. And and and, and then we we who've been around this space for a while and who've you know investigated this space for a while would also know that there have been exchanges that have upped and disappeared in the middle of the night, you know? Yeah. Absconded absconded with millions of dollars worth of people money. You know, so <laughs> like somebody, I mean, some somebody had one too, on Cryptopia. Cryptopia. Uh, yeah. So so yeah, so Binance, Coinbase, Kraken, um, FTX is one that I've used. Um, yeah. Re recently. I, I put a lot uh, of people talking about that one as well. FTX and a lot of people like that. Um, Hobi or Hobi or however it's pronounced. Um, that's one I've used recently as well. Um, yeah. I mean, I use I use tons of exchanges just because you know I wanna I wanna feel them out. I wanna be able to be able to advise people of the experience and not just you know recommend something without having tried it. Um, but I would say in terms of centralized exchanges for the Caribbean region, for Trinidad and Tobago, it doesn't get better than Binance. Um, they allow you to onboard directly with your credit card. Okay. They allow you. They allow you to send wire transfers to your crypto account. They allow you to transfer money back from your crypto account to your bank account, as the case may be. Um, mm -hmm. I see. I see. Kraken has a fan um, in the chat. Yeah. FDX that's my boy. That's my boy Jordy. That's crypto. That's crypto. Peer guy. Jordy. No, that's only. That's not a crypto. Peer guy. Jordy. Jordy and I work together on sell your stuff. So, Jordi's okay. a, a real boss with um with spreadsheets. Like, if you're numbers and thing, like he's real sick. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, in terms of decentralized exchanges, I mean, there's there's Uniswap, which is you know everybody gets really familiar with when they get into the decentralized space. Um, and well, Uniswap has you know their their version three and their version two, which is kind of still in operation. There's QuickSwap. There's One Inch. There's pancake swap, there's compound, there's curve finance, hmm. there's sushi swap, there's a lot of food swap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so pancake, there's pancake, there's sushi. What other food food protocols are there? Um, I mean, that's really halfway. There's bakery swap. Um, I know there's bread wallet. They were doing like a bread thing with wallets at a point. They had bread wallet, toast wallet, loop wallet. Like, I was like, what do you have us? But that's. 
<laughs> you know what one of the anomalies for me with crypto is like it's it's such a serious space but it's it's so comical at times and i i think you know it really adds to the to the experience ah yeah Yo, so is that, that is that talking about yam yam <laughs> that's a hundred percent due to the software developers i can tell you that for sure like the software developers are the ones who are coming up with all these kind of like puns and like rare, like funny names and like all this kind of stuff those, so, are, so, those so, guys always like that stuff those guys are us because you, you, you admitted to being one of them a little earlier i i am not like a like a coder or like a developer okay. so i i wouldn't call myself a software developer but i work alongside software developers a lot now which is, is great like i really like working along them alongside them yeah well i mean yeah. I want to I want to work with Zen Labs. I mean, we should have a double swap, right? We should have a joke swap. <laughs> <laughs> time to time to start putting some Caribbean food into the mix. For real, for real. I see a question here. How do you how do I research which exchanges are legit versus catchy? Uh, yeah. Thanks for that question, Mika. Um, mm-hmm. You you want to take that one? Yeah, I, I um I have a, a kind of trick for, for this kind of thing. And it's like find people who you know are not sketchy and ask them which exchange <laughs> they use. Like a hundred percent sure that's the best way. You know, and just get referrals from people in the space who you know or people who you know are legit. Like I just saw he just joined a little while ago. I know you're gonna like have him sometime soon. But um like Mark came into to the call as well. Yeah. And um, big up Mark and like Zed Labs and all the stuff that he's doing for the space as well. But um, yeah, like if I have to get information on like certain crypto stuff, I just go in to talk to Mark and then I will, Mark will point me in the direction of like this thing or that thing. And then I will look at that, this thing or that thing. And then I'll do my own research, you know, but I get high quality like leads or high quality sources from people who I think are high quality, you know. Yeah. So I think that's a real good way to, to figure out which exchanges are good versus others. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's that's why we have this this show, as a matter of fact, you know, for people who may not know somebody personally in this space to have access to the information, to have access to the experience of other people. Um, I would say for somebody who has no contact, for who has, you know, no friends, doesn't know anybody in the space, you could go to CoinGecko, you could go to CoinMarketCap. They usually mm-hmm. list the different exchanges. And you, can look at, you could look at the volume that an exchange usually does to determine whether or not uh, an exchange might be, you know, a good exchange or it might be a little shady. That's yeah. another. That's a good way of you know checking on a token as well. You know, a token. You might like people always call me and tell me, "Yo, I see this token up two thousand percent or twenty thousand percent." I'm like, "What's the, the, the name of the token?" When I check, when I check um, CoinGecko or wherever, the volume moved in the token is like a hundred dollars right <laughs> so which means you know it's just manipulation the token probably has been sitting dormant for a long time and somebody did a trade of a hundred dollars and, and moved the token significantly so, it's true. so, so it's i true. always say you know looking at the volume movement is a good way to determine you know if something is legit or if it's not page call in um let's let's get some live questions from you i mean i feel like You've been asking a lot of questions and we don't usually have a lot of women on on. So I would love to hear, you know, your perspective. Paige, why are you doing that? Paige, <laughs> <laughs> Paige, I, I, 
Ai, 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 ai. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, if anybody, anybody on here as well is, you know, your your points, um, Al is, is perfect. It makes perfect sense as well. You know, like check out some of these sources. But um, if if y'all ever want to talk some crypto stuff, you could feel so free to just message me on Instagram or anywhere and just ask me any question about cryptocurrency. I will tell you like whatever it is I know at the point in time, and I will kind of gauge like where you are in like your crypto journey, and I will kind of give you the information that I think might be good for you at that point in time as well. I just like to do that kind of stuff, you know, yeah. so anytime. Yeah, I mean, what I would say that I've found in my um, time in the crypto space is that the community is super supportive. Um, you know, people always willing to share information. You know, I had a conversation with somebody this week who, you know, somebody put me on to, and her question to me was like, you know, okay, so you just spent an hour on the phone with me going through all of this. Like, why are you not charging me for this? And the thing is that at the end of the day, we all want to see this thing grow because we all believe in, you know, the journey of crypto. I personally believe that the crypto and blockchain technology is the next internet. Um, we're going to get to a point in our experience where we're we using crypto, we're using um, blockchain without even realizing that we're using it. You know, just like how we use apps on our phone without really realizing, like, wait, I'm on the internet. You know? True, 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 true. Definitely, definitely. I just um, I saw one of my <laughs> one of my friends asked about these bracelets, but like it kind of ties back into something from the beginning of the call. So I'm just gonna show them off real quick. Yeah. But like these bracelets, like they came from a friend, a friend of mine, somebody I met recently, and I actually got them delivered to me today on sell your stuff. When I meet people in real life where they have stuff that they sell that I might like, I'll be like, yo, I'll buy that from you, you know. But like. <laughs> sign up to sell your stuff and like send me the link and i will buy it and so i bought this like two days ago and sell your stuff and it got delivered to me shout out um this guy alberto he has haram accessories on instagram like a lot of real good stuff to be quite honest in a seal um we get it'll get delivered to your door so yeah I, 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 i'm glad we kind of spin back to that because i got a question earlier from karen who asked mm -hmm. you know what's the local attitude towards buying used stuff because it's big in europe um, right, right, right. So, you know, give us a little insight on that. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say Trinidad and Tobago is a, a real, new stuff is a big market. Like, that's a huge market. And we know that because lots of people, like, use stuff. I used to sell so much used stuff on Sell Your Stuff back in the day um, on Facebook. Like, Facebook Marketplace is full of used stuff in Trinidad and Tobago. Um, people buy, definitely buy used stuff every single day, you know. Like, there are people who make full livings just on Facebook Marketplace. There are people who used to make full livings just on Sell Your Stuff, selling used stuff. Like, just there are men who just wake up, jump on the group, and just hustling whole day. Like, they're picking up stuff, dropping off stuff, you know. And, like, used stuff is big. It's real big. Like, people definitely buy and sell used stuff all the time, every single day. Many, many people nice. every single day. Nice, nice, nice. Um, so, let's jump back into the crypto because I see uh, CJ has a question here, like, uh, it sounds interesting. I have $100 US to invest in crypto. How can I get started? <laughs> now we're talking. Like, that's how you're supposed to get started. First of all, <laughs> like, <laughs> definitely get started with what, whatever you can afford to lose. And I always say, like, if people are just getting started, 100 US is usually the amount I'm like, all right, like, put, a, put 100 US in and, like, you know, like, see how it goes. You know, like, you'll watch it a little bit more there. You'll see it go from 100 to maybe 200 at some point. You'll see what it is. Like, how that happen? You see, it goes to 50, 
and you'll say, well, I don't know, you know, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So there's a few ways. I mean, if you have one way that definitely works in Trinidad is if you have a credit card and we'll get into like which credit cards and like, I'll, I'll give a little information on that as well. But if you have a credit card with most of the banks in Trinidad, you could sign up for, say, like a Binance.com. You could sign up for Kraken.com, Coinmama.com. I would personally recommend Binance.com because it has the cheapest fees for buying with a credit card. So I would sign up for Binance.com and I would swipe for 100 US on Binance.com. And that will give you, I mean, depending on the cryptocurrency you buy, you get $100 US worth of it. Um, and Binance will take some fees out as well. So, so maybe a couple of dollars. Um, what I've noticed is maybe about four percent or or less. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so if you use a hundred US in your account, you'll probably get about you know ninety six, ninety seven US dollars worth of the token that you would have bought. Just because, yeah. depending on what token you're buying, there are um, you know movements between when you would have entered your purchase using your right. credit card and when it's actually. Um, goes through so yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's one the credit card routes um but then you have like some other routes available to you as well there's really like three ways to like get cryptocurrency you could either um mine it as in you could like have a, a computer there like and it has to be a specialized computer people have like whole warehouses or these stuff like just mining cryptocurrency mm-hmm. you know like you can mine it, you could buy it, like use a credit card, or in some cases you could use cash to buy cryptocurrency, or you could earn it, you know, like you could work in the crypto space and just get paid in cryptocurrency, or you could offer yeah. products or services and get paid in cryptocurrency. Yeah. You know, so those are the ways you could change your hundred dollars into into crypto. Yeah, for sure. I mean I and since I've been in the crypto space, any kind of transaction that I do, I always ask the person, Do you accept cryptocurrency? You know, any kind of, especially when I have to do work with international people, you know, if I have artwork to be done, um, my first question is, do you accept cryptocurrency? Because for right. me, um, I want to operate as much outside of the fiat world as possible. <laughs> I, I could understand why. It's not really such a nice world, you know. Like, yeah, I mean, and, and so, so you, you talked about, you know, the banks and being able to buy crypto with your credit card from the banks. But we have the situation where we have a few banks locally that seem to be a little bit adversarial um, to crypto in terms of not allowing people locally to buy crypto. It may have to do with, you know, the limited access to foreign exchange. It may have to be do with, you know, seeing crypto, taking somebody a business. What, what do you think about that? I have a rel of the of the beaten path kind of answer. You'll find I have that kind of answer for a lot of things, but um, I'm gonna answer that right right now. But I'm seeing um I'm seeing uh, Paige is also asking, um, what should one start? Should one start with less than the total willing to invest just to understand it first? I would say definitely start with what you could afford to lose. That's like the crypto golden rule. It's like only invest where you can afford to lose. If it's a hundred dollars, yeah. you you're not even gonna worry. If you lose a hundred, start with that yeah. for sure. Be, be, you know? Because you, you could buy a hundred dollars within crypto, and the reality is, tomorrow morning you could wake up and have a dollar. Yeah, you'll, you'll have the same number of tokens, but it could be worth a dollar. So, yeah. really, really don't invest what you can't afford to lose. 
Yeah. And we're, we're seeing it, it's, we're talking on, you know, we're like giving that perspective, you know, if you go down to a dollar and that's a hundred percent true, but at the same time, why do people get involved? You know, it's because it could go up to a thousand dollars, you know, and then it's like, hmm, like that's, that's my money now, like that's my thousand, you know, so that's, that's, that is, that's hundred percent accurate. But were you, uh, what did you ask right before again, Al? Um, the adversarial banks. And how, right, how, you, right, right. How, you feel, how you feel about how banks treat with crypto locally? <laughs> I feel like how banks treat people in the first place <laughs> is a big issue. First of all, I, I bank with, so I bank with all the banks out. Like over the years, I realized, wait, in order to get my money the same day, I need to bank with all the banks so that when somebody, now, now when somebody asks me, what's my bank account? I say, what's your bank account? Because <laughs> they tell me, like, what's their bank account? I give them that bank account number. So when they send the money, I get it instantly and with no fees, right? Otherwise, I have to wait maybe two days to transfer the money from their account to my account. Maybe three days, maybe four days. Like, it depends what they're feeling like, you know? Banks don't really... But, but how do you manage the monthly fees, though? Because that means you're paying monthly fees by five. Bro, it's worth it. Like, <laughs> it's worth it for the, the inconvenience. The time value of money for the inconvenience of waiting for that money is just like, nah. And then I am somebody who will go into the bank and be like, well, yo, I don't really, I don't really feel to pay this fee, you know, like what we'll do. I'll use different words and stuff. I'll say, well, I'm a young entrepreneur. Like I just get my business off the ground. Like what we could do about these fees. And that has worked for me many times. Like I have read a book called, I will teach you to be rich. And in that book, the author is talking about like, listen, all the bank fees are negotiable. Like, don't listen to anything they tell you. Like, just negotiate all your fees. And that's yeah. his whole approach. And I just started doing that. And I'll tell you, like, it fully works. Sometimes you will have to make a decision. This is not really worth it. Like, they cursing yeah. on me too much, you know? So I, I really should stop. But, like, other times, you just go all the way through. You talk to the manager. You talk to the branch manager. And they'll just be like, oh, well, look at a nice young entrepreneur coming up. You know, like, we'll take off the fees. Like, when they try to charge you for... When they try to charge me for... Um, like statements. So like if you go to the bank and you need a statement, they charge you $20 for statement. I'd be like, well, miss, like that's my last one year of interest. You're charging me and like <laughs> for the statement, <laughs> you know, you have to kind of talk to the bank. Like, yeah. like, listen, that's my money in that account, you know, like they forget, you know, they fully forget that it's your money in the bank, you know? So that's what, what I, what I would say to the adversarial point about like banks and Trinidad to be on crypto, the, the thing is, like, banks definitely are aware of crypto. They know about crypto. Like, different banks have different, like, relationships with it. I know RBC, for sure, takes a very strong stance against crypto. If you have an RBC card, RIP, your car, really, it's hard to buy some crypto with an RBC card, you know. But um, I'll say even RBC, like, I called, I was talking to someone the other day, and he said, well, he bought crypto with his RBC card. And I was like, well, how do you, how do, you do that? Like, this whole time I know RBC, like, not allowing you to buy with your card. And then he let me know, like, okay. And I get to the bottom of it as well. So I'll talk to people and they'll be like, when you call RBC, because you call at the back of the card when a transaction is not yeah. going through, right? You call RBC and RBC will say, well, you know, due to central bank regulation, we don't allow the purchase of cryptocurrency, X, Y, Z. Now, I, I have a Scotia Bank card. I have a Republic Bank card. When I buy with those cards, they don't tell me nothing about central bank regulation. So it's literally just a blatant lie from RBC, it's right? And then on top of that, I talking to my friend who bought the RBC card and he's letting me know he has an RBC VTM card and he's getting through with that card. And I'm saying, 
Well, when you look at that, our VC on one hand is saying like yeah. you can't buy crypto because of central bank regulation is literally a lie because who is the Citizens Republic and Scotia Bank allow you to buy crypto with your credit card. And then they have a next RBC card that is being allowed to buy crypto. Yeah. And that is the story you will hear over and over and over and over with the banks. The banks will treat you however they think they can treat you. And when people start to realize, like, wait, that's actually my money in that account. Like, then, like, it's not, then the game changes, basically. Like, it's very hard to win the war against the bank, but, like, yeah. each person could definitely win their individual battles. People who are educated and understand, like, what the bank is. Like, the bank is our business. Like, the bank is not your mom or your dad. Like, I think people view the bank as an authority figure. And they say, yeah. well, you know, like, I have my money in this bank. Um, I like this bank. But it's like, that bank, does that bank like you do? <laughs> you know, it's like... <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're tracking a girl who's not feeling <laughs> yeah, it's like the bank, the bank, like, you know, in many cases, you know, sometimes, of course, you come across people who, like, you get to know at the bank, and, like, these are people, too. These are just systems yeah, of people, exactly. but I think the culture of the bank has become something that is very, you know, like, it's like they forgot that we are actually the customer, and now that you have something like cryptocurrency on the scene as well, they better remember us so soon, because it's like, <laughs> like, now we have alternatives now, so it's yeah. like... Like, if you are not giving me good service, I just want to go on Binance. Correct. So it's like, yeah. Correct. I mean, I see, I, see, I see CJ asking, you know, what are some of the safe coins slash tokens? I mean, I generally, generally, I don't, I don't like to um, discuss or name tokens but, or coins. But I would say if you're looking for safe, especially to, to onboard with, I would say stick to a stable coin, which is... Uh, token that is pegged to uh, fiat currency. So there will be like US stable coins, which are pegged to the US dollar. Um, there are pound stable coins, there are Canadian stable coins. And that, that just basically means that this coin is pegged to the US dollar and that helps you kind of fight off the volatility in the market. Um, yeah. he, also, he also asks what is the difference between a coin and a token. Mm -hmm. a, co a coin is basically um, something that is attached to a blockchain, so it actually has usability in an ecosystem of its own. So, for example, Ether, which is a popular token, is the ecosystem coin for the Ethereum network. Um, Bitcoin, or BTC, is the coin attached to the Bitcoin network and like BNB is the coin that is attached to the Binance Smart Chain blockchain. So coins are attached to particular blockchains whereas tokens represent particular crypto projects. So whether it be a DeFi project, an NFT project, but those usually offer you like governance, voting, um, and stuff like that in terms and allow you to kind of speculate on the growth of the project yeah and a lot of people use use a lot of the terms interchangeably you know yeah. so sometimes somebody will say crypt, like cryptocurrency they really mean it, or like a token you know there's like you know so that's that's another good reason to like do your own research and get involved you know like really take a look at bitcoin take a look at ethereum like get started you know look at the top three cryptocurrencies and decide for yourself like why is this one the top? 
You know, why is yeah. this one second place? Why is sure. this one third place? Get into those and you, then, you, then you get into the crypto space. Once you learn about, I always suggest people start learning about Bitcoin, like where this thing started from, where it came Correct. from, the fact that, look, like this thing has not been down a single second since it started, like what, 12, 13 years ago now? Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's you know, most, what's causing that? The most successful asset class in the world for the last 10 years. Beating out gold, um, oil, the stock market, real estate, you know, so... Like you said, um, do your own research. I see Michael is asking about um, investment strategies and taking profits in crypto. Mikey, we're gonna have we, we're gonna we're gonna have a whole discussion about that. We kind of getting close to the end of today, so we really do have the time to really get into those things. Um, but we are gonna have you know different conversations around that. We're gonna have different guests on who have more experience and expertise in the trading side, in the investment side, in the technical yeah. analysis side, in That's building, building projects <laughs> on the system, um, on Bitcoin in general, in blockchain in general. So you know what? You just have to show up 8 o'clock Friday, every Friday for crypto and cognac. Bring something <laughs> to drink. Bring your questions. And let me have a little line. Let me take a drink and learn a little bit about cryptocurrency. I want to yeah. thank Jarian for coming on today, spending some time with us, answering some questions, really providing some great experience and some great perspective. You wanna you wanna yeah. say anything as we go? Yeah, no, thank thank you. Thank you all as well as now about to say the same thing. You know, it's been it's been very interesting. I kinda surprised like the time is kinda up already. <laughs> it's been like a real nice chat, real fun like explaining some of these stuff. And um yeah, like how much how much time do you actually have left? Um, we, we're going to give them five more minutes because okay. we, we will give them 15 minutes if Paige calls in. But since she's been ducking us, we're going to give five more minutes. Paige, please call in. <laughs> it's so Paige, fun. Paige, it's on you. you know, um, but we're going we're gonna to take a few questions. Um, I see a lot of people saying, you know, this was excellent, informative. Thanks, thank you. Um, a whole week is too far, Paige. But Jarian just said, if you have specific questions, you could slide in his DMs, right, for crypto. And Paige, you know where I am. You know where I am. You know, so hit me up. Um, also, guys, you could check out Crypto Caribbean IG page or Twitter. We always have a lot of information there of, you know, news taking place in the crypto space. It's crypto underscore Caribbean um, is the page. Um, we talk about a lot of a lot of current events in the crypto space and that's one of the things about crypto like you have to stay on top of what's going on because all, all the macroeconomic factors influence how your portfolio moves yeah that's so true that's so true i got into crypto in 2017 and i was on it real hard for like 2017 2018 got a chance to like even talk in front of like some commonwealth heads of government like ministers and things all kind of different countries about bitcoin at a point in time and then i kind of like stepped out of it to focus on sell your stuff stuff more you know and i was doing that for a while and then when i came back to crypto then we were on like nfts and DeFi, and like you know it just it completely changed you know and like it's yeah. so I, I really want to say as well it's so i want to say on our culture and Trinidad and tobago but like our government like has not taken any steps to really like 
take any sort of closer, like real close look at cryptocurrency since Bitcoin days. You know, like we are so long past that now that it's just like, please, I hope you can catch up, you know, like. You know, and, and for, for, me, for me, the sad thing is that for the first time in our experience in the Caribbean, like we don't really have any of the major barriers for Caribbean people to get involved in the crypto space. Like, you know, we would have had with other traditional technology sources because, you know, we had to always kind of wait for a distributor locally to kind of bring it to Trinidad or bring it to the Caribbean before we could get involved. Before we got cable, you know, we have to wait for somebody to bring it here. But right now, all sure. you need to get involved in crypto is the internet, you know? So for the first time, the Caribbean as a group doesn't have to wait to get involved. Like we could get involved right now and start mm -hmm. building projects, start, you know, investing, securing um, wealth for our future, for our, you know, families, creating legacy yep. for, you know, those who to come after the ones coming after us, you know? So yep. for me, I really want to see, I really want to see people get involved. Look at look, look look at this. There is a crypto god. There is a crypto god because I see Paige <laughs> calling in. Paige! <laughs> Hi, Paige. Hello. We want more 15, time. 15 <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, so um Paige ask yeah, no, go ahead. Okay, so Paige, my question is I, I wanna onboard. So what's the process? Like how do I, you know, go about this? I have my nice. I, I, nice. I will send you a link or, or Jarian will send you a link. And, nice. and we'll you, go from there. Okay, great. You said, you said you have a credit card or you don't have a credit card? You have a credit card? Yes, two. Okay, um, great. Great, great. Well, RBC? No. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay. Excellent. You're going to get through, Paige. You're fully going to get through. Even if they tell you you can't get through, just call again. Just call again. Like, yeah. just don't talk to that rep anymore. Call yeah, again okay. and say, just my friend for, got through. Wait for okay. the operator that lets you go through. Why do I have to speak to a rep like, to purchase? Like, I'm trying to understand. Like. Yeah. Because, because sometimes the banks may see a transaction going through to this particular site and may, and may flag it as a uh, a fraudulent transaction so just to avoid yeah. that you should just give them a heads up i'm about to put through this transaction on this site you don't even have to tell them you know i'm about to buy crypto just say listen I, i'm about to put through this transaction i just need you to clear it they'll probably give you a 30 minute or 15 minute window in which you could do so yeah definitely i would say i would do it a, a, a little bit differently and i talk with a lot of people who who use like different cards to try to purchase cryptocurrency in Trinidad, I would say sign up for like Binance.com, for example, or Kraken.com, but let's say Binance, and try to swipe, like initially, sign up, verify your account. You'll have to like send a picture of yourself as well as your passport, verify your account, and then I would say try a very small transaction. Try for $100 US or try for $50 US. Just try for a small transaction, and sometimes that transaction will go through right away. If the transaction does not go through, I would say don't try over and over and over again, expecting it to just go through. What you do is you flip your card around, call in a money back of the card, and you say, well, you, you let the bank rep answer. And then you say, 
hi, a transaction is not going through on my card. Like, you don't tell them I'm trying to buy crypto. You don't say, like, any of that, right? <laughs> At that point, <laughs> sorry, like... <laughs> sorry, like, I, I just... The banks, they're just real not fair, dread. And it's just, like, I just like that there's so many ways to, like, play the game with the bank as well. The bank is fully playing the game with so many of us, you know? There's a way to just, you know, like, know how the bank systems operate and operate, like, to suit, you know? So, you say a transaction is not going through on my card. And then the rep says, just one moment, let me check on that. They check on it. The most they're going to ask you is, what is the merchant that you're trying to purchase on? Because they just want to know which transaction, confirming what they have on their screen. You just say Binance.com. You don't say, I'm buying crypto. I want to buy real crypto. I don't like you. You don't say any of that. You just say Binance.com. And then they'll put through your transaction. Then they'll say, okay, 50, in 50 minutes, try again. Or if it's first citizens, they'll just say, okay, you could go do it right now. You know, if it's RBL, they'll say 15 minutes and try again. If it's Scotia Bank, they'll say 15 minutes and try again. If it's Scotia, if it's First Citizens, they'll just say try. Like, you go ahead and do it now. You and know? If, and, if, and if it's RBC, what else? will say? If it's RBC? Well, <laughs> RIP. <laughs> RIP for RBC. There's no, there's no hope. There's no hope with RBC. I'm still trying to figure out what's going on with RBC. At some point, I'll get to the bottom of it. When I get, um, when I get an RBC credit card, I'll call them and I'll, I'll really have that conversation with them. Like, look. My friend have a VTM card, so you're lying. Like, what's going on? Like, can I, you know? So whatever the banks tell you as well, I would just tell people, like, don't believe it. Like, literally, just don't believe it. Because they have people with credit cards who have no limit. We're in a U.S. shortage issue, and you have people walking around in Trinidad to go right now with credit cards with no limit. Like, they are swiping. And it's all because of your relationship with the relationship. bank. You know? It's like, build a relationship with the bank, you know, take out a loan for $1,000, pay it back. Next thing you know, like, they're looking at you like, wow, your credit is looking kind of good. You know, there's all kind of games that you could play, you know, to actually, you know, play the game with the bank because the bank is really playing a game with, with so many people. And, yeah. you know, it's like, it's not, it's not to say, like, you know, just break rules and, like, you know, but at the same time, it's like, get what you want out of your relationship with the bank. And, that's and, like, and, it's, and it's your money. Okay. It's actually your money, fully. Your money. <laughs> they just yeah. forget. They just forget. Okay, oh, great. Sounds great. Any like, other questions? Any other questions you have, Paige? Um, not yet, I guess. Once I um preach this and I get in, I'm sure I'll have a million questions. Paige, let me ask you a question. Where do you, where did you first hear about crypto? How did you hear about crypto? Like, what 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 has you at the point now where you kind of want to get involved? I can't read. Great question. Created. I mean, it's been years. It's been. Is it's been all over the place from um, friends, articles, online websites, like just everywhere. Okay. So, um, and you and you and you're finally I, ready to take the I plunge. Wanna make, I want to make money. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's what. And see what they We we all say we want to make money. But, you know, the crazy thing is once you get involved and, and as Jarian said, you know, once you have skin in the game, you find yourself just kind of disappear down that, down that rabbit hole. I mean, I literally spend way too much time. Every free moment of my time is kind of spent listening to crypto news, reading crypto articles. Um, I think least of my time is spent trading or actually... Um, looking at my portfolio you know i'm constantly just kind of consuming crypto news and the interesting thing is that the more that i 
to learn about crypto is the more that I realize I need to learn about crypto. Mm. So, you know, you, you, you'll come across a lot of people who, you know, purport themselves to be crypto experts. It's, it's hard to find a crypto expert. There might be someone who is an expert in a particular area of crypto, a particular area of blockchain, a particular area of coding or development or that kind of thing. But crypto is so huge and it's changing every single day. Like every single day there is a new, a new project, a new use case, a new industry that crypto is disrupting, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. This, this. It also seems very wide, like much about it but like we even have like data mining uh, i feel like that's the next oil yeah for sure i mean well it's been the next oil for a while facebook has just been doing it people have not been able to but you know facebook and all these social media um sites have been mining our data for a while so Crypto allows yeah. people to really benefit from the access to their own data, the access to their own information. So, yeah. There's, there's one thing as well that I really wanted to say on this. I just remembered, but it's like your understanding of cryptocurrency is going to shift a lot as you like learn more and more about it. At first, you start thinking like, you know, this is digital gold. Like I could use this to like store my value. Like it's going to increase in value over time. But it's very, it's very interesting how the whole thing plays out as you get deeper and deeper into it. Like now, in the beginning, I used to think like Bitcoin, Ethereum, like Litecoin, like all these things are kind of the, the whole like crux, the whole point of it, you know? But then more recently, I'm starting to think like, okay, stable coins, like coins that actually hold the same value with like money that people already know kind of the value of, right? The value is really determined by the government and like the, the culture and the society you live in. But it's like people know the value of a U.S. dollar stable coin. They know that asset is $1 U.S. worth. You know, and it's like I'm now starting to think, and as I've gone along my crypto journey, I kind of start to realize, wait, like the TT dollars I have here or the U.S. dollars I might have, just use U.S. as an example, um, is one set of money, you know, but then the USDT or the like BUSD or the USDC that I have is actually a next set of money. So now, actually, I have two sets of money, you know, and it's like, wait, like, that didn't happen before. One set of the money is, like, in the control of, like, government and the banks and so on. The next set of the money is, like, crypto, and it's, like, more mine. And it's, like, people always ask me about, like, well, when will you be able to use cryptocurrency to, like, buy stuff, buy goods and services, like, that kind of stuff. And it's, like, bro, today, it's, like, you could do it now. Like, you could fully take your cryptocurrency, convert it into... TT dollars or US dollars or whichever country you are in the world, once you have cryptocurrency, you now have like the highest hierarchy of currency and you could actually convert that currency at a premium in any country. You can make more money than the local currency converting cryptocurrency into the local currency and then you have the local currency too. So you actually have now more money in general, you know, and that stable coins kind of showed me like weight. Like when it was when the money was going up and down on like charts and it was looking kind of like stocks, it was like okay, there's an investment, whatever. But like cryptocurrency, like stable coins, is like oh shit, like that money is actually the same value as my money. Like wait, but like I don't have to send that money to a bank for it to reach the next person. I just send that money to the person. So it's like hmm, that's just like two monies, <laughs> you know? That's great. Yeah, 
definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there, there are tons of use cases. There are tons of use cases. And, and, and I mean, it's, we're still very early. Um, we're still very much in the infantile stages of the crypto market. So I always say, you know, look to whatever industry that you are passionate about in the traditional sphere and just do a little investigation and you will see an opportunity for crypto to disrupt that industry. And, you know, Paige, you might be the one who is the catalyst for that disruption. Gotcha. Yeah. I see um I see just two two questions in the, at the bottom there, like people asking, how do you change? I know I said I wouldn't talk too much about this all as well, but people asking how do you change cryptocurrency into TT dollars? The answer is message me. <laughs> <laughs> slide, do the DM slide. But but yes, there are there are options to convert TT to crypto and crypto to TT and U.S. to crypto and crypto to U.S. dollars right here in Trinidad and Tobago. DM Jarian. DM me and I'll get you onto Jarian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, bro. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, don't, don't, let, don't let not having a credit card uh, be the reason you don't get involved if it's something that you really want to get involved in because Stop there it. are options. Um, Yes, Marcus, there are a couple places in Trinidad that actually accept crypto for purchases. Trotters, Diane's being um, one. Hopefully, we're going to get, um, get one of those guys on to have a conversation about that not too, in the not-too-distant future. So, yeah. yeah, shout out. You could actually get on iSupply as well. Shout out iSupply. Like you could buy stuff with Bitcoin on their website, iSupply.tt as well. So... And soon on sell your stuff, of course. Anything you see on sell your stuff, you're going to be soon, able to buy with cryptocurrency. Soon on sell your stuff. Are you I supply? No, I'm not. I'm not. But it's one of my friends. Okay, okay. Yeah. Have oh. you used I supply? Me, yes. Yeah? yeah. Nice. Well, that's good. <laughs> now you can buy it with crypto. Nice. So, so let's get you onboarded, Paige. Guys, so 15 minutes has gone. Thank you, Jarion, very much for coming on. Paige, thank you for calling in and giving us, you know, an opportunity to have 15 more minutes. Marcus, we're not going to answer that question. <laughs> you can if you convert it into TTD and then do your thing. But, or, like, or, I don't know which question you're referring to. Or, or find, find, somebody, find somebody who willing to accept it. Because at the end of the day, crypto is peer-to-peer. -peer. So all you need is for that person on the other side to be willing to accept yep. that means of currency. Right? Yep. Guys, thank you guys for coming out to Crypto and Cognac. See you guys next week, 8 p.m. We're going to have another amazing conversation. We're going to be talking to, um, I think Mark is on next week, and we're going to be talking about building stuff in the crypto environment, you know, building projects. So, guys, thanks for coming out. I am Illuminati. Blessings, and have a great one. Bye, guys. Thanks, everybody. Bye.